Why, hello, everybody. My name is J.P. Derbogosian, and for our new listeners to this podcast, we have a new episode of This Queer Book Saved My Life that drops next week. But today, This Queer Book presents Seven Minutes in Book Heaven, where I interview queer authors about the new books they have coming out for us to love and to cuddle up with. With me today is Michelle Kirichanskaya. Hello. Hello. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for inviting me here. So Michelle and I are going to spend seven minutes in this virtual studio talking about their new book, Ace Notes, Tips and Tricks on Existing in an Allo World, while also getting to know more about the amazing journalist and writer and human who is Michelle Kirichanskaya. So Michelle, are you ready? Yes, I am. And thank you for the compliment. Absolutely. Looking to your work? Definitely. Okay, so I am going to set the timer and here we are. Question number one, would you please describe for our listeners your new book, Ace Notes, Tips and Tricks on Existing in an Allo World? Sure. Okay, so the official overview is, as an ace or questioning person in an also Allo world, you're probably in a desperate need of a cheat sheet. Allow us to introduce your new asexual best friend, an essential resource, serving up the life hacks you need to fully embrace the ace. Expect interviews with remarkable aces across the spectrum, advice on navigating different communities, and low-key ways to flaunt your ace identity. So basically, to sum it up, Ace Notes is like a field guide to being asexual within the allonormative world. Allo meaning someone who is not asexual. Um, so it basically, like, Ace 101, beyond just the basic definition of asexuality, meaning an orientation where you experience little to no sexual attraction. And from what I can tell, you're writing in, like, it's a new book, like, this is filling a void in the literature, right? Well, there, prior to this book, there have been a minimal amount of nonfiction books focusing on asexuality. There have been amazing books that have done it. Um, Julie Sondra Decker's Invisible Orientation, which was kind of like the first in its field. And then later, Angela Chen's book, Ace, with Jessica Kingsley Publishers right now. It's actually great because they're publishing a wide number of Ace titles, including my own. So I'm not a token Ace writer, but they're helping fill in the void of asexual nonfiction literature. Oh, love that. Love that. We will include uh, links to those books as well in the show notes. Okay, question number two. What's a sentence from a novel, essay, poem, or other book that every time you read it, it gives you all the feels? So a quote that I absolutely love every time I read it is, to feel awake when my eyes are open, which is from The Dream Thieves by Maggie Stevewater. Mm, yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, question number three, what do you feel is the best sentence you've ever written? Um, so this is from an essay I wrote for a catapult called Confessions of a Little Mermaid. And so the sentence goes, I sat closed mouth, locked in my body as tears streamed down my cheeks, the taste of silence and salt heavy on my tongue. Ooh. Oh, I really like that. Ooh, what's the name of the essay? The essay is called Confessions of a Little Mermaid. Um, so to provide a little background, I basically contextualized the story of the Little Mermaid, both the Disney version and the original Hans Christian Andersen version, with my experiences with speech therapy growing up. So basically, when you're a kid who's basically nonverbal until they're five years old, language is a bit of a painful subject. And so the, <sighs> the experience of feeling locked in my body, as I said, of not being able to articulate things the way that I would have wanted to is an experience I saw reflected in this fairy tale. Wow, that is so, mm, I would love to talk more about that, but we have to keep moving here. So question number four, what's the best romantic scene you've ever read? 
Oh gosh, that's such a hard question because I I love reading romance. But um, a book that I recently read and a line that I recently loved from that book was only after having met you did I rediscover that it's such a simple thing to be happy, which is from a volume of a book series called Heaven's Official Blessing by MXTX. What a lovely thought. Oh, particularly for like right now, right? And everything that we're going through. Oh, mm, that's giving me some feels. <laughs> Slight confession. I am currently a fan of Chinese Don Mei literature, which is basically like the literature that focuses on homoromantic love. And so like oh. when you read the story, which is basically an epic queer fairy tale between two men and these characters go through it, like they go through hell and back. And just wow. to have this simple quote is saying, I, you bring such happiness and tenderness to my life. It just, I love the simplicity of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> just hearing about it. Okay. Question number five. What are your favorite scents or smells to write about? Hmm. I never really focus much on scents as a writer. I always focus more on touch as a writer since that's set up. But I guess in terms of scents, I do like water scenes, I guess. I am an avid swimmer, so the smell of chlorine is something that's often comforting, or the smell of rain or snow, I often love. Um, maybe when I'm describing a person that I love, then describing what, what they smell like and what their scent means to me is also something that's pleasant to write about. I like that, the smell of water. That's, yeah, that chlorine, it's very evocative, right? <laughs> uh, question number six, what is the worst writing advice you've ever got? Right every day. We had another guest that said that I know, too. I it's know, bad. I heard it. It's bad. And it's also, it's, it's unrealistic. It comes from a, a good place. A majority of the time, like I had a professor mention it. But the reality is, if you're a person who's dealing with extenuating circumstances that affect their writing life, let's say you're someone who has depression, or you're, say, you're neurodivergent, then your mind and body literally cannot handle the pressures of something like that. And it only freezes you as a writer because, oh, I can't live up to this expectation. That means I must be terrible. And so that freezes your ability to write at all. I agree 100%. 100%. Let's get the word out. <laughs> okay, question number seven. Promote yourself. How do we pre-order your book? How do we follow you on social? So to reorder my book, you can go to Jessica Kingsley Publishers. The way to find me online is I am currently active on Twitter for as long as it's existing. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Kircha one. I'm also on Instagram under my name, as well as my author's website, which is michellekirchanskaya.com. Perfect. That is all the time that we have today. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being here. Thank you for inviting me here. My pleasure. Well, this has been another episode of Seven Minutes in Book Heaven, which is brought to you by This Queer Book Save My Life. Our podcasts are executive produced by Jim Pounds. Our associate producers are Archie Arnold, Natalie Cruz, Paul Kafer, Nicole Olilla, Joe Perrazzo, Bill Shea, and Sean Smith. You too can be an associate producer and we welcome you to join us. All of the details are at patreon.com slash thisqueerbook. Transcripts of all of our episodes are available on thisqueerbook.com. You can buy all of the books featured on our podcast on our bookshop.org page. You can access it through thisqueerbook.com slash bookshop. We are on Facebook, plus we're at This Queer Book on Instagram and Twitter. My name is JP Derbergosian, and stay tuned to This Space every Tuesday for new episodes of 7 Minutes in Book Heaven. And on March 7th, we premiere our third season of This Queer Book Save My Life. That is next Tuesday. See you for that third season premiere. And until then, see you queers and allies in the bookstores. 